Wednesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. As many of you are aware at this point, our dear friend Harav Daron Peretz, who is the leader of World Mizrahi and has become an incredible friend of ours over the years, uh, his family is going through um, a very difficult situation. Baruch Hashem, last night they had the opportunity uh, to celebrate a bit. Um, last night, Yonatan Peretz, and again, Mazal Tov to Shelly and Harav Daron Peretz. Last night, Yonatan Peretz, an IDF commander injured in the early hours of the war, got married. Uh, the date was chosen months ago, and despite his injuries and limitations, uh, the wedding went ahead and they celebrated last night Baruch Hashem. As many of you know, in addition to Yonatan's injuries, um, Shelly and Rav Daron's son, Daniel, an officer in the Armored Brigade, who also joined the fighting in the early hours on Shemini Atzeret. Uh, tragically, Daniel has not been heard from since then. No confirmation about uh, his fate at this point. Harav Daron Peretz, leader of World Mizrahi, and, uh, of course, um, the uh, the father of... Um, of Yonatan and Daniel is with us live via telephone. Harav Daron, Mazal Tov on last night's incredible occasion, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's always a pleasure and privilege to be on JM in the AM. Uh, and thank you for the very good wishes. It was uh, We had an amazing simcha to speak about, and I just want to say it's always uh, it's always great to be with you. You're a real chaver personally, and of course, uh, the JNAM show, which I've been in many times. So I'm very happy to uh, share the simcha and, of course, uh, just sharing the other challenging things that our family is going through. And, of course, uh, so many families and indeed Klal uh, at the moment. Yeah. No question about that. And uh, I wish we could have celebrated with you last night. And I've certainly had this desire uh, since after the Chag to get there and to spend some time with you during this time. Have uh, have you and your family heard anything additional over the last few days about Daniel? Oh, we haven't. That's actually part of why we um, we decided to go ahead with the wedding. I mean, firstly, the decision was uh, uh, Yonatan and uh, Galia, uh, now a daughter-in-law as of last night, uh, because, uh, as you mentioned in the introduction, uh, our son, uh, Yonatan, who is a... Uh, uh, he's, a, he's a commander in the company commander in the paratroopers. He was at Askor Shabbat, Shmini uh, Atzeret, Simchatoras, all on the same day here. And he, uh, once he realized that uh, his uh, commanding officer sent a message on the group, once you know the, the missiles were coming over in Yad Benyamin, we, we were used to them. You know, we didn't think anything. I, I mean, it's not nice having missiles come over, but they're and these things happen once in a while. Uh, none of us knew what was going on, of course. And uh, when my son Yonatan got a message from his uh, commanding officer, and it's on Shabbat, you know, he doesn't answer his phone on Shabbat unless it's always on, and he never answers unless there's an emergency situation. And he realized if the battalion commander is sending them something, this is not uh, simple. He went on and they started seeing the pictures of what was going on. They realized that something was unusual was happening they didn't know. So he quickly went off from the house. He went out quickly. Took uh, he didn't even have his weapon with him because his his uh, M16 was in the in the base because he was out for you know Shminiatirit and Hakafot Shmiot and he didn't want to you know have to worry about his his weapon the whole time and 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 he's also at a base of new recruits so he wasn't um, 
he wasn't uh, expecting any, uh, you know, he said the first time he ever come out without his gun and, you know, and there's no problem doing that, especially if you're out Shabbat. But anyway, he went with his two handguns, arrived in Steros, and indeed, the next six hours, he was one of the first guys there. The only people at, uh, in the South at that time who'd come in, especially the special forces, such as Sayyid Matkal and others, and officers whose uh, senior officers had said, something's going on, we don't know what's come down. He himself was in six hours of gun battles um, and uh, killed a number of terrorists. The, the jeep in front of him got hit by an RPG and uh, the deputy commander of Maglan, a special unit, and two other officers, one who was a friend of his from uh, his officer's course, were killed. The guy next to him in the gun battles uh, were, uh, you know, they had RPGs shot at them from the sides of the road. It was an absolute balagan. They were in the middle of, uh, you know, in these southern communities going from sort of community to community outside on the main roads. And the guy next to him was shot in the stomach. And then he actually took his weapon because uh, he uh, he didn't actually have a proper gun. He just had a, a pistol. He took his weapon and, and vest and he took a helmet from somebody else. And after all these ongoing battles, I eventually went into the base called Nachal Oz, which I just want to say in parenthesis, that's where our son Daniel was for Shabbat. Daniel was there for Shabbat on duty with his tank. He's a tank commander in that specific uh, base. So, uh, in fact, when Yonatan went into the base, he noticed that as they attacked in the base, uh, that his tank wasn't there, which was a good sign. That means they were out in the tank and they were involved in action. And the tank's quite a, a strong, uh, you know, a strong vehicle, obviously. So in the gun battles over there, he was uh, he was wounded after about an hour and a half in the uh, base. Nachalor's fighting with terrorists that had been totally overrun by terrorists. They managed to sort of uh, kill all the terrorists and and uh, and save 25 uh, um, young sort of chayalot uh, and and others in the process who were like hiding in different places. He actually knew the base because he was the only one of the group who went in. Remember, it's not an organic group of soldiers. They picked up five special unit guys called Yamam, which is like uh, the SWAT team, five right. of them. And him and they picked up an army general along the way who was in the Miluim, a guy in his late 60s, um, and a couple of other officers. And they went into the base, and he was quite familiar with it because uh, he had been there previously. They had gun battles, and in one of the gun battles, after they killed a number of terrorists, they... Uh, he was injured. He was shot in the leg. The guy next to him shot in the back, and the guy on the other side shot in the uh, in the stomach. Thank God they're all okay. Some of them were really badly injured. So we are absolutely blessed. I just want to say, Nachum, number one, just absolutely blessed that that, that Yonatan. The fact that we could do the wedding last night is an unbelievable miracle. Uh, Yonatan, he, he could have been killed ten times over. He could have been badly injured ten times over. Uh, he went to he went to a top surgeon in uh, in Israel. Uh, who does uh, orthopedic uh, recuperation, and he said he's absolutely amazed. He said for a bullet to go in and out the leg, and not obviously, uh, you know, not yet the main artery, which you can you can die from, you can bleed to death. The, uh, the bone and the um, and the uh, main sort of nerves is an unbelievable miracle. So number one is the fact that Jonathan is relatively lightly wounded and making a recovery, and in this situation is an, an, an unbelievable miracle of miracle of miracles for us as a family. Regarding Daniel, it's obviously a lot more complicated. Uh, Daniel and his team, uh, we didn't know for days what was going on with them. Uh, already from after Shabbat, when we tried to make contact with him, uh, n- none of the members of the family could contact any of theirs, their, you know, the members of the tank. Eventually, a number of days later, we were told that you know they had been in the tank, that had a couple of tank battles, and it seems like it seems like the tank was hit by an, an RPG missile. 
which by the way, it's not supposed to, it's a, a tank which can, uh, it's supposed to be able to uh, defer any of the, yeah, it's, it's supposed to tank, yeah, the, the tanks can do that, but uh, but I suppose we also thought uh, the, the defense line of Gaza was impregnable as well. So um, it was hit and unfortunately one of the members of the tank was found in the tank uh, and he was uh, a number of days ago, he was buried yesterday. Um, we were going to go, but it was our wedding, so we didn't go. Uh, but we did go see the family two days before. And unfortunately, Danielle and the other two members are still missing action. We have an unbelievable person from the army. Each family gets somebody from the army to accompany you and to speak. This guy's been here every single day. He was just here now. No news at the moment. Uh, you know, you know, uh, presumed taken captive, but they have no indication. Just explain how it works. Explain how it works. He said, why is he, why is he considered missing in action and not anything else? Because of all the soldiers that were killed and all the bodies they have, he's thankfully not amongst them. All those who have been injured, he's not amongst them. Right. And of all those soldiers where there's evidence that they've been taken to Gaza, either through, I mean, I mean, Hamas is not giving any information, but either through uh, an eyewitness or through uh, video footage or Otherwise, the army has that can ascertain that a person has been taken captive. With Daniel and his two tank crew, they uh, they have no evidence other than the fact that they're not in the tank. So that is our situation as of half an hour ago, when the uh, when his uh, this guy who uh, accompanies our family uh, spoke to us. How old is Daniel? Daniel is twenty-two years old. Harav, their own parrot is with us live via telephone. Now that the United States is even further involved, uh, now that we know that there are American captives in Gaza, uh, now that the President of the United States has visited Israel today and shown an unprecedented level of support for Israel during wartime in person, do you think that news from Gaza that you and so many families are waiting for will become accelerated that maybe the I don't know what the spokesman said to you today in this regard, but is it possible that over the next day or two now, there's hope for uh, for more information coming out? Look, I think the fact that there's so many look, I'm obviously not uh, involved on that level in the Israeli sort of uh, you know political discussions on that level. Um, because there are many tens of American citizens, I can't remember the exact number. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's fourteen. I can't remember exactly the number. So. The fact that there are so many um, captives which are uh, have you know foreigners or got dual citizenship, there will be a lot of international pressure. There's no doubt that the fact that um, one of the members of, of Daniel's tank is a is an American citizen as well, and they've been on the news. I, you may have heard that, uh, that President Biden incredibly had a 90-minute meeting with all of his families of I think 14 or 15. Unbelievable. And I think uh, President Biden has uh, has conducted himself as a as a true friend of Israel, a Zionist, and a deep feeling for the Jewish people in the state of Israel. We, of course, hope and pray that that incredible support will maintain itself throughout the uh, the land invasion, because obviously Israel hasn't uh, hasn't really, you know, this as you know is the biggest call up in Israel's history, yeah. and the protest movement immediately, immediately. A friend of mine is on all the protest movement WhatsApps. They straight away said, "Okay, the protest is over for now. Everybody go out." And um, everyone, everyone's, you know, 150 percent call up people, as you know, flying from all over the world. So we know that Israel is united. We know that there's going to be a uh, probably a protracted uh, battle here, and uh, you know, we certainly uh, 
if, if America remains steadfast behind Israel and allows Israel to do what it needs to do to defend itself, it'll be uh, it'll be um, it'll be very very helpful. Rav Daron, I think it's important to note that uh, that you, as you mentioned earlier, are are one family out of so many in Israel that are in this uh, this state of confusion, state of the unknown, etc. I don't want to, God forbid, add to your pain, but I think it's important that that we realize that there are so many families in Israel going through identical or similar circumstances that you and your family are Absolutely, going through. Yeah. Absolutely, and and some much worse. I mean, we thank God had wedding. You know, our son could, uh, as I said, uh, thank God a million times over. And even though he was injured, he made a recovery. And even though our son's missing in action, uh, at the moment we decided to go ahead in the Hatan and Kala. And obviously, it was uh, bittersweet, but it was very, very sweet and uh, an affirmation of life. And we moved forward. And thank God we were able to do a wedding as hard as it was under the circumstances. I have another friend of mine, Rabbi Shmuel Slotki who I work with, he's, uh, he's, he's the director of another organization called the Irgun Bakhtar Knesset in Israel. And uh, two of his sons were killed. They had a, a double funeral last, um, last um, Friday, I think it was, was the funeral, Thursday or Friday. His, uh, his, um, his, his, his wife is the, um, she's the daughter of a famous, uh, sort of well, very well-known rabbi in the Dachiri world in Israel, Rabbi Eisman is his name. So this is Rabbi Eisman's two grandchildren. It's his two sons. Uh, that's one family. There's um, that I know person I'm friendly with. Uh, there's uh, and then many others which have uh, you know, there's families in the in Gaza in, in the on the on the border which were wiped out. Parents and three children. And as we know, there's 13, 14, 1500 uh, dead, uh, majority uh, civilians um, and uh, many soldiers. Just by the way, I must point out uh, there are so many top officers which were killed because in that first day of war, besides the soldiers which were killed on the bases, besides those soldiers, which were just the, you know, the which were the were the soldiers positioned there for the for the for, for Shabbat and Chag. But of all the people who came in in the first hours, it was special forces and officers like my son who came in and fought with all officers because the soldiers didn't know what was going on. My, my son told me that, um, I mean, as I said, in, in the jeep in front of him, there was the deputy battalion commander of Maglan and two other officers, special unit and two other officers killed. And uh, you look at the list of, of, you know, there was also the head of the um, division of Nachal, uh, Jonathan Steinberger, uh, you know, a guy who's been uh, 25 years in the army, and um, just high-ranking officer. Uh, but my son said to me that uh, uh, when he was in the army as a company commander, uh, it's called a mem his mem pay, his his the command of his uh, company. Sorry, when he was a when he was a platoon commander, he's one of the company commanders in his uh, in his battalion. He said it was the best soldier he had ever seen. I called Ariel Ben Moshe. He said the best soldier he had ever seen. This guy was so good, he wanted to leave the army as a company commander. They offered to move him from a regular paratrooper um, um, unit to Sayyid Matkal. So the guy went literally from being a regular paratrooper unit as an officer. He went to get company commander in Sayyid Matkal. He's brilliant. He was killed in the first day of the war. And so many of these guys, you just see the list of these tens and tens and tens of these just unbelievable officers. Uh, you know, so... You know, there are thousands of families which are mourning. There are hundreds and hundreds of families which have uh, at least two to 250, 
missing, uh, sorry, uh, two, over 200 um, taken captive, right. many, many, many tens, tens missing. So this is, uh, this is something, uh, as has been said, as has been said, the most, uh, the most difficult day in Jewish history, in modern Jewish history since the Shoah, certainly since the State of Israel, and it's, uh, it's a real challenge. Um, you're always in touch with members of the diaspora in so many communities, certainly more than any of us. Um, I would assume you're aware that the high morale and the incredible unified effort that we are seeing in Israel is being duplicated by Jewish communities around the world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I was interviewed this morning on uh, Reshet Net, which is one of the top radio shows in Israel, uh, in Hebrew. Uh, also, by the way, uh, you know, uh, we pushed off all interviews and any media involvement until after the wedding. We just wanted to focus on coming to terms with what we're going through and making a decision on the wedding, which is to, uh, by the way, the wedding, we changed the, we changed the venue and we did it very small and last minute and we had to redo the whole thing and, and live stream hundreds of people who were, you know, we couldn't just because of the small situation in Israel, only have a, a limited uh, wedding. Right. So we, that's what we were dealing with until today. But so it's the first interview. This is my first English interview I'm doing now. And the first uh, Hebrew one was this morning. And there I said the following thing that I believe in very, very strongly in that the last nine months for all of us, both in Israel and diaspora, certainly in my lifetime, has been the most challenging um, internal, um, you know, uh, care within the Jewish people and the disunity and the demonization. And uh, yeah, a few of us could have foreseen how, you know, and it's without getting into, you know, for the judicial reform or the protest movement, but this whole reality, and we sought come to head over Yom Kippur, where there should not have been scenes like that in a Jewish state. And this ongoing collision course, and as you know, many communities in the diaspora split as well, and people in Israel calling on diaspora Jews to protest wherever they go, and every time a member of parliament comes, and the vitriol and the, the lack of ability to listen to each other and the, 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 the lack of dialogue and the absolute uh, you know, cancelling and demonizing, delegitimizing, was, it was showing no sign of abating. And um, I personally had always felt that I, something extraordinary needed to happen to bring the Jewish people together. You know, God forbid, uh, you know, maybe God forbid a hundred times a member of parliament is killed or, or, or this or that or something drastic has, you know, would God forbid happen for something to, no, none of us could have foreseen, none of us could have foreseen this, uh, this uh, horrific, horrific uh, occurrence. As we said, the worst uh, days in the, you know, the most, you know, I, did, I wrote an article for our Hamizrahi magazine for the Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur edition and I analyzed the, I read a number of books about uh, Yom Kippur war 50 years ago. And they are read that in the first three days of the war, first three days of the war, uh, 1,300 people died. Like There were just under 2,700 who died in the three weeks of the Yom Kippur war. Right. 1,300 were killed in, in the first three days and almost all of them um, soldiers, almost without fail. Right. And here, here we had 1,300 pretty much in one day with the vast, vast majority being civilians and, and butchered, as we know, in the most horrific, horrific way. And uh, but unfortunately, through this this terrible tragedy, the one ray of light is the un the Jewish people are unified in a way that we have not been for a long, 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 long time. 
we are, um, once we are together as a people, there are very few things that can stand in the way of the Jewish people. And there's genuine unity. Chazal points this out time and time again. It points out there's so many Midrashim that point about how Achav Ahab was a Rasha, a very evil king. But how come so few of his soldiers uh, died in battle? Yet Saul, who was a righteous king, King Saul, many of his soldiers were killed. And they say because in Shaul's time there was absolute disunity with him and David and chasing David and Lashon Hara and the death of the Kwanim in Nov. Whereas in Achav's time there was a camaraderie of arms. The Jewish people, they didn't speak Lashon Hara about each other. In his kingdom there was uh, there was a real love one for the other. So and that's one of myriads of sources. So just for me, the fact that the Jewish people uh, is standing together is so comforting. We've become one people again. We've put every type of difference aside. And, the, you know, and, and, and we, we're back together on all levels and we just hope and pray that as our soldiers are going to battle and it's uh, going to be hundreds of thousands, that Hashem, uh, of course, has absolute mercy and kindness on every single one of them and their families. And the, the schut of unity where we stand together, can only bring amazing things to the Jewish people. And we just hope and pray that this incredible outpouring of emotion of solidarity, I mean, I can say obviously on a personal level, our family, the love and support of our family, our extended family, our friends, our communities, thousands, tens of thousands of people davening for Daniel and coming together. And so to all the families together coming together, it's just in our small circle. So please God with all people from around the world coming together and just feeling for each other and contributing and supporting. And of course, as the, the war uh, moves on, you know, it's, it, that's going to be tested more and more. And if we can stay together as a people, you know, me kam Israel, goy echad baaretz. When we are a goy echad baaretz, nothing, very little can stand in our way. And we hope and pray that that's how it remains and Hashem uh, shines tremendous uh, love and mercy on us. Harav Daron, many people want to add Daniel to their prayers. So tell us the name we should use while praying for him. We would greatly appreciate it. Our family enormously. Uh, Daniel, Shimon, Ben Sharon. Daniel Shimon Ben Sharon, and if, they, if people could have it for him, amongst all the other um, missing and uh, captives of Israel, um, we would enormously appreciate it. Daniel Shimon Ben Sharon. Harav Daron, Eretz Israel, Niknet B. Surin. We are praying that the pain and agony your family is going through is going to change at a moment's notice into joy and a reunion with Daniel Bezrat Hashem. Mazal Tov to you and Shelly and the entire family on last night's Simcha Baruch Hashem. And we should only celebrate wonderful occasions together. We are praying for you. We are thinking of you. We value your friendship. And we are hoping and praying that Daniel and, and uh, your family are reunited as soon as possible. Amen. Can I share one last thought? Certainly, of course. I just, uh, you know, because I've got the wedding on, on our minds sure. and everything, I just wanted to say that, uh, just very briefly, we know that um, we know that the seventh Sheva Bracha that we say, the beautiful one, Oji Shama Ba'arei Yehuda Yerushalayim, it will be heard in the uh, the cities of Judah and the uh, courtyards of Jerusalem called Sasson, called Simcha, called Chatan, called Kala. It's not so well known that that is actually from a, a pasuk, a, a verse in Yirmiyahu, and I just want to read the verse because it's unbelievable. Sure. And the verse is from Lamed Gimel, chapter 33, verse 10, where Yirmiyahu, the prophet of the Churban, the one who prophesied the destruction of the first temple, said, Ko Amar Hashem, 
Hashem said, Od yishama b'makom hazeh. It will again be heard in this place. Asher atem omrim charevu, that you say Jerusalem has been destroyed and Eretz Yisrael has been destroyed. Me'ein adam, there are no people. Me'ein behema, there's not, there's no living life, not of people or animals, ba'arei Yehuda, u'v'chutzot Yerushalayim ha'neshamot, and the desolate cities of Jerusalem, courtyard of Jerusalem and the cities. Me'ein adam, me'ein yoshev, me'ein behema, emphasizing again, there's no people, there's no, no one settling there, there's not even, there's no life. All of these people, the voices of Sasson and Simcha and Chatan Kala saying, Omrim, Chodu et Hashem Tzvakot, Kitov Hashem, Kirolam Chasto, Mevi'im Toda Beit Hashem, singing together, rejoicing together, and saying, Ki Ashivet Shutech, I'll return the exiles, Kebarishona, like it was Amar Hashem. And we hope and pray that through the building, there have been many, many different weddings. Our sons was one wedding of other soldiers and others getting married and army bases. And as we know, the Jewish people love life. We affirm life. In the Shah, people got married. In Mitzrayim, we know the story of Atlevi and, and Amram and bringing life into the world. We stand on the shoulders of Gedolim uh, throughout the generations with our Morasha, Our legacy is one of life. And uh, the Jewish people have always chosen life. And we hope and pray that through the merit of all these smachot and Continuing that we should hear only and the return, the safety of our souls and the return of all those who need to be returned. Amen. We encourage our listeners to continue to give to the uh, Mizrahi Tsevet Peretz emergency campaign. It's been established um, in the name of the tank crew led by Daniel Peretz, uh, who, of course, uh, we are praying for his uh, quick, healthy return. Um, again, Harav Daron to you and Shelly Mazal Tov. Uh, we are with you even from thousands of miles away, and we should share Besurot Tovot very, very soon. Amen. I just want to say thank you on the Tevet Perez. I want you to know that I didn't know that Daniel's tank crew was specifically referred to as Tevet Perez. I didn't know that when the four families of the crew got together on a group um, to discuss, you know, they were all missing. Uh, they called it the group Mishpachot Tzevet Peretz, the families of Tzevet Peretz. I asked them I asked them why they did that. I said, that's very nice. And they said, what you don't know, Daniel's crew is called in army jargon Tzevet Peretz. That's how they call it. In fact, so when they talk to the army, they talk about Daniel's tank as Tzevet Peretz. So it was very heartwarming. And it's not, a, it's not a name we made up. And if we hope and pray that in the sort of, all the soldiers in Tevet Peretz and all of the ones around the world that we look uh, around Israel to be looking for, we should only have Sarot Tavot. Thank you very, it's, very much. It's remarkable, Harav Daron. It's remarkable how a 22-year-old could be a true Jewish hero, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and indeed, there are uh, 19, 20, 21, 25, and all the, just, uh, the, the heroic stories, Nachum, which are coming out of civilians and soldiers and is unbelievable. I mean, story after story after, I've heard so many, this unbelievable uh, heroism from uh, unbelievable. And I suppose it's also a Jewish, uh, a Jewish trait as well, a human and Jewish trait. And there's just a shame they should, uh, all these people who've become heroes who are alive, please God alive and well, should be able to celebrate together with you and with everybody in your Shalim. Amen. Mazal Tov again, Rav Daron and Surat Be Thank well. You. There, Amen. There he is. Thank you. Harav Daron Peretz, who of course leads World Mizrahi. And uh, last night, he and Shelley and the entire family had the opportunity to, well, not the entire family, of course, because they're so anxious to get Daniel back home, but um, they were able to celebrate Baruch Hashem as uh, Yonatan Peretz was a chatan, got married last night.
And now we pray for Daniel's quick return in good health, Bezrat Hashem. And again, as we said, what the Peretz family is going through is being replicated way too many times all through our beloved state of Israel. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.